Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hopes. Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening to everyone, and welcome to your national family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am excited and very honored that you have opted to join us this Tuesday, the very first Tuesday in September. It is September the 1st, 2015. Can you believe it? We are quickly, quickly going through 2015, and you are in for one dynamic and amazing show tonight on Let's Talk America. America. You know, we always try to spotlight the issues and the people that define our times, and you can't have that conversation with bringing up leadership, the L word. It is a very popular buzzword. It has been for many, many years, and for good reason. We always seek good leaders because we always want to be good leaders within, uh, within our own families, within our companies that we work for, perhaps you own your own company, whatever it is, we always seek to achieve efficient leadership. Leadership. And tonight, I have some exclusive guests that are going to talk about that and more. So get all of your mental notes ready, your written notes, however you take notes with your tablet. You're going to enjoy this show. Hey, don't enjoy it alone. Do reach out to your family and friends and colleagues right now. Message them. Get on all the social media outlets, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, or the Google Plus, whatever you prefer. Let everyone know that you're listening in to Let's Talk America by simply hashtagging LTA, all capital letters, very easy and simple to recall, LTA, Let's Talk America. This is your weekly family radio talk show. We're excited to kick it off for this very first Tuesday in September, and always stay with us because you know we feature brand new music with each show, and tonight's music will amaze you. It is the debut of one young lady's phenomenal song here, so do stay with us, and of course, we have the very popular, the highly demanded in the news. That segment is back with us also, okay? So my exclusive guest tonight will truly educate all of us. Let's get ready to kick this show off. LTA is in your ear. Let's get it going. It was Out of Love, a true love story of deception, grace, and forgiveness by sensational author James Marr. It's a powerful book that will truly inspire you. In this bizarre but true love story, a husband unravels the mystery surrounding his wife's 30-year deception and discovers the true meaning of God's grace and forgiveness. All readers will gain from this phenomenal life story. Get a copy of the book for yourself or for a loved one. Download the free ebook at www.itwasoutoflove.com. Again, get your free ebook version of this phenomenal book by visiting www.itwasoutoflove.com. It Was Out of Love, a true love story of deception, grace, and forgiveness by Arthur James Marr. I'm not a survivor 
just because I lived through the attempted murder on my life. I'm a survivor because in spite of the attempted murder, I never gave up. This is Sherry Graves, author, inspirational speaker, and CEO of Beyond Your Scars. I'm very excited to partner with Shayna Thornton, host of Let's Talk America. For 25 years, I've lived with second and third degree birth scars covering 30% of my body and a house fire that was set to kill me. Now, that flame continues to burn as my living testimony. I invite you, I challenge you to join my Embrace Your Scars and Redefine Your Beauty Experience campaign. I really need your help to spread the word that there is beauty in the deepest places of our scars. My mission is to set a new trend that will spread throughout the world. Connect with me on my website, www.sherrygraves.com, where you can also purchase my tell-all book, A Fire Within, Someone Set a Fire and Left Me For Dead, inspired by my true life story. And stay tuned for the debut of my Beyond Your Scars YouTube channel and blog. As a licensed clinical social worker, I offer personal development keys at my seminars, keys that help transform how I feel about myself. Now, I'm sharing these same keys to empower you to feel better about yourself. As a survivor of sexual assault, domestic violence, and attempted murder, I represent women and men all around the world. If you are looking for a speaker, someone who not only works in my professional career with survivors of abuse, but because of my own personal experiences with these same victimizations, my passion is to share love, hugs, and education in support of your organization. Email me at s and the number one grave at msn.com to join my campaign and simply say, Shay, I want to be a part of keeping the flame burning. Thank you, God, for healing my deepest wounds, transforming them, and redefining what true inner beauty is to me. Now, I feel you to embrace your scars. I'm Sherry Grace. Love you. As always, stay blessed. Thank you. Do know that Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, appreciates all of its national sponsors and partners. Thank you so much for all of the continued support. You make all the difference. And, of course, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge and recognize our loyal weekly listeners. Thanks for tuning in live with us each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. But also, thank you for those who go back and listen to the replay podcast. You make all the difference also when you can't tune in live. You always ensure that you go back and let us know the feedback. And I can't thank you enough for all of the messages we get on the various social media outlets. So keep up all of the support, all of the communication. We love hearing from you. Hey, have you checked out our brand new website? Please do. You can find out more information about upcoming guests, more information on all of our valued sponsors and partners. Please visit www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. Again, that easy to remember and very easy to navigate. Website is www.letstalkamerica with ShanaThornton.com. Okay? And if you're always or ever interested in sending us a quick message over email, um, I will save you some time. That email address is letstalkshana at gmail.com. That's letstalkshana at gmail.com. Shana, of course, is S-H-A-N-A. Hey, reach out to us. And again, I want to give you a friendly reminder and encourage you to hashtag LTA 
right now. Let others know that you're listening in live or if you're listening to my voice on a replay podcast. Hashtag LTA. We're on LTA team or team LTA, okay? Let others know that you are tuned in to your favorite weekly family radio talk show. All right, everyone. Well, it's that time. It's time for In the News, where we spotlight the important national news that matters to you. I would like to note, of course, we recently collaborated with SCB Television News of Georgia to bring you the televised version of In the News. So check us out there. You can always visit www.scbtv.com, okay? So if you're ever in the Georgia area, check us out live by cutting on your television set or check us out anytime at your convenience on demand by visiting the website. Again, that's www.scbtv.com. Well, we're about to kick it off for the week of August 31st, 2015. We're in the news on Let's Talk America. In the news, tragedy in Virginia. Two journalists were tragically killed by a gunman while broadcasting near Roanoke, Virginia, on Wednesday, August 26. WDBJ-TV journalists Allison Parker and Adam Ward were filming a news story on air when a former employee of their station approached them and committed the horrific crime. The perpetrator later died from self-inflicted gunshot wounds. Vicki Gardner, the executive director of the Smith Mountain Lake Regional Chamber of Commerce, was also shot in the back. She is still recovering in the hospital. In the news, a film legend has passed. Wes Craven, the master horror director whose scary creation, Freddy Krueger, will become a popular modern-day movie series known as A Nightmare on M Street by many, died this past Sunday in Los Angeles after a battle with brain cancer. He was 76 years old. He made his writing directing debut with the film The Last House on the Left in 1972. Craven created the film The Hills Have Eyes and the more recent films titled A Vampire in Brooklyn and Scream. In the news, U.S. markets take a big hit. A worldwide sell-off pushed U.S. stocks to their worst week since 2011 as startled investors scattered amid worries of an economic slowdown in China and the potential for higher interest rates here in the U.S. The Dow Jones Industrial Average capped a four-day losing streak by dropping more than 500 points to close around 16,000, sinking 10% from its May peak and following even steeper market declines in Asia and Europe. Some investors lost billions in recent weeks and are now flocking to safety net treasury bonds as they wait for the dynamics to stop. Widely held stocks such as Wells Fargo, Google, and Facebook have lost tens of billions of dollars in market value in just days. Apple, one of the world's most traded stocks, was up 20% for the year as recently as July, but has lost all of its gains within the last week. And finally, in the news tonight, Dr. Wayne W. Dyer has transitioned. Dr. Wayne W. Dyer, the best-selling self-help guru and author of 30-plus books, died this past Saturday. He was 75 years old. He had been diagnosed with leukemia several years ago. The world-famous motivator had a very modest beginning. He often shared with his audience that he grew up in a series of different foster homes. Dyer was once a guidance counselor at a Detroit high school and went on to run a successful private therapy practice. A literary agent persuaded him to package his ideas in book form, resulting in his first book, Your Erroneous Zones, in 1976. He was a major donor to Wayne State University, establishing several scholarship funds at the college.
And that wraps up your In the News for the week of August 31st, 2015. Do stay with Let's Talk America as we continue to spotlight the national news that matters to you. Do stay informed because we know that an informed individual is a very empowered one. Okay, everyone, stay with us. Keeping with tradition, I would now like to share with you our quote for tonight's show. Best-selling author and teacher J.R. Stovall Eichenberger is noted as saying, if we criticize gossip and say negative things about people, that same judgment will come back on us. What we speak of are usually matters from the heart. Again, best-selling author and teacher J.R. Stovall Eichenberger is noted as saying, if we criticize gossip and say negative things about people, that same judgment will come back on us. What we speak of are usually matters from the heart. And oh, how true that is. You know, the tongue is a very powerful tool. It is, after all, referred to often as the mighty sword. So may we be mindful as we go about and speaking of events or situations or even people and be not so quick to judge, okay, because we often have never walked in those shoes or if we have, if we recall accurately, we may have done the same things or perhaps made different decisions, but many could also have judged that. So, uh, so true. Uh, that best-selling author, uh, J.R. Stovall Eichenberger, is right on the money. We need to be mindful of what comes out of our mouth. Okay, everyone? Well, I'm excited to kick off the show tonight because we are talking about leadership. And I can tell you this, I don't consider myself an expert or guru on any level, but I have brought in a team of individuals that are tonight's exclusive featured guests will truly impress you. We're going to kick off the show right now, this segment exclusively. We're talking about leadership, and I have with us, first up, I have the one and only... Lanita Mitchell-Blackwell, she's going to join us first, and we have more to follow, so do stay with us. Hey, get your thinking caps on and get ready to take plenty of notes because we all will be informed by this powerful featured guest. Let's kick it off. LTA is in your ear. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going. Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, it is Tuesday night, and we are putting the spotlight on leadership in 2015, and I am so honored right now and excited because I have the one and only Lanita Mitchell-Blackwell. She is with us right now, granting us an exclusive interview. She is a leadership champion who founded an amazing organization called Leading Through Living, Leading Through Living, which focuses on helping people becoming not just good, but great leaders. That's right, listeners, not just good, but great leaders. How are you this Tuesday night, Lanita? I am fabulous and honored to be on your show, Shana. I listen to you, and I am just happy to be here. Oh, thank you, Lanita. That means a lot coming from you. Of course, uh, you are a champion of uh, many things, and you do them very well. And leadership matters, Lanita, and no one knows that better than you. But first, you have to tell me this. You know, how has uh, the faith of leadership, if you will, evolved in the past 20 years, the last two decades? Well, I think that leadership has changed a lot because the face of leadership has changed. Um, you have seen more women rise and more people with diverse experiences rise, 
And so there has been a lot of discussion and implementation of ways to incorporate various people and their ideas and how to make businesses, organizations, families better. And just speaking from my point of view, when I started off as a young woman in corporate America almost 20 years ago, you know, there weren't a lot of people who looked like me. Okay. Um, but there was a concerted effort to change that. And so with that commitment to inclusion and diversity, not just about skin color, but creed and, and culture, all of it, yes. there has been a serious shift in focusing on the person and really getting people to be better so that they're not just strong at work, but they're strong in the community and at home, too. And mm. I truly embrace that holistic approach. Wow. So certainly the diversity uh, in terms of uh, everything, gender, uh, race, ethnicity, culture, uh, even religion, as you so eloquently stated. You know, the question of the hour, Lanita, what does it take to be an effective leader? Well, it takes a lot, actually. The first thing, it takes experience. Okay. Um, I, I think that a person who has never walked in someone's shoes is not a good leader because they can't empathize. So mm -hmm. empathy is huge. Um, also being able to follow someone else. I have a girlfriend right now that uh, she has been running her own company very successfully for quite some time, and she finds it very difficult to receive feedback and direction from yeah. people. And I tease her often because I'm like, you know, until you get to the place where not only are you out there charging rah, 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 but you can actually just sit and listen, okay. it's going to be very difficult for you to grow into the person that you want to be. Um, a lot of times we think that we have to, to put on this mask and be one person at work and another person in the community and another person at home. Okay. And it creates this almost schizophrenic, uh, excuse me, schizophrenic personality, right? Okay. And so we kind of go a little nuts. But really, if we dig down and we make a concerted effort and commitment to live our purpose and to be one person, the same person, no matter where we are and what we're doing, then we can truly be strong and graceful and masterful in our leadership. Mm, you know, great information. Again, we're spotlighting leadership, leadership in 2015. Right now on Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, we have a leadership champion with us. Uh, she has spent uh, many years um, in every arena as a leader, and now she's committed to helping others become uh, great leaders. We have Lanita Mitchell-Blackwell on with us. You know, you touched on the subject of being able to uh, follow if you're a leader, and uh, being the same leader at home or in the community or in the boardroom. I have to ask you this, Lenita. Can an effective leader in the military, for instance, be just as effective at a corporation or nonprofit and vice versa? So if you're a great leader, are you a great leader wherever you go, or, you know, that depends? It really does depend because your leadership style will change depending on the group that you are asked to lead. And you have to be aware of that. That empathy that I talked about earlier, that's where that's going to come in. And you have to be in a place where you're willing to be humble okay. and to learn from the people around you. If you're not in a place where you are comfortable in your own skin to say, you know, I may not be the smartest person in the room, but I am smart enough to surround myself with great people who know what they're doing and have the resources to get it done 
and they're looking to me for strong values, morals, ethics, and to treat them well. If you have all those things in place, people will follow you off the edge of a cliff. Wow. But if you talk to them like my, I have a cousin who used to say, if you talk to folks like street people, okay. you're going to have a hard time in your life. And what she meant by that was you have to speak to people with respect and dignity. Yes. Whether they are CEO of an organization or they are the person who takes out the trash, it doesn't matter. Okay. The thing that those two people have in common is that they are people. And so to answer your question directly, Yes, the leadership style is going to be different depending on whether you're in military or out in the community or in corporate America. But the fact that you are a wonderful leader will not change. Wow. It's going to be how you lead those people. How you lead those people. People are people. I love it. That's a quote directly, of course, from the one and only Lenita Mitchell Blackwell. You know, I want to flip it right now. Let's turn the tables. You know, we're talking about what makes great leaders. But for those sitting in right now, they're sitting in Los Angeles or they're sitting in Fort Worth, Dallas, uh, Texas, and they're saying, you know, Lenita, I hear what you're saying, but I have a boss. Uh, slash manager on my job, and this is supposed to be my leader. I'm supposed to be following her or him, and I have no faith in this person. I don't think they deserve to even be there. I think maybe there was something that went on that got them there. It was favoritism. How can someone really follow someone, if you will, at a job or a place of employment or nonprofit or church, wherever you are, if you don't really believe the person should have that position? Well, so... I can tell you right now, I don't know a person alive who's not ever been in that situation, self-included. And I actually remember being in that situation like that not too soon after I came out of college. And it was very difficult because the temptation is to focus on that person and why they don't deserve to be there. But really what it is, you have to rise above that and focus on you. Okay. You have to focus on the things that make you great and really hone your skills and get you in a place where either you, you're ready to move up or move out. Up as in promotion, yes. out of that realm, or out of the organization into a better situation. Okay. And so instead of looking at that person as an impediment to your success, look at them as the motivator to your success because that person is putting the fire under your bun okay. to do something else. Because you look at them and you know that you can do better. And there's everything right with feeling that way. But now it's time for you to invest in yourself by training, certifications, education, or networking opportunities so you can get out from under that person, whatever it takes. Lenita, let's tackle the big question. Are leaders born or developed over time? Because I've heard it so many ways. You hear parents, moms or dads say, hey, they were leaders in the, the crib. Or, you know, and then there are those who say anyone can be a leader. Obviously, you've spent uh, a long time and you're doing very well at spotting leaders, helping people uh, get to where they need to be. But do people have to have some sort of leadership ability or gift in them for you to help them? Answer, please. I think that what it comes down to is being really sure of your purpose. My organization, Leading to Living, our tagline is very simple. We're certified 3PA. A 3PA is a person of purpose, passion, and power who is trained to take bold and positive action. We 
when you know why you were placed on this earth and you are excited about it and you are committed to getting the resources so that you can do it well, you are now empowered to go out into the world and do everything that you know to do. When you see little children whose parents say she was born that way, but that's because that child is very secure in who he or she is. Okay. And so that confidence never gets shaken. But when you see another child who might be a little hesitant and, and unsure and just willing to follow along, it doesn't mean he or she doesn't have the quality. It means that little child needs help and direction yes. to find his purpose. But once that person does, now they are empowered to go out and be strong and bold leaders. So the question between nurture versus nature, it's not that. It's do you know why you were placed on this earth? Okay. And if you can answer that question yes, then you're a leader. If you're still searching, that's okay. Just don't quit. Hmm. Don't quit. Uh, great advice for everyone. Now, you touched on this, and I want to dig deeper, Lenita. Talking about parents or guardians, right, when they have uh, the little girl or the son, and, of course, uh, most reasonable people, I believe, want their children to be productive, and a lot of parents want their kids to be a leader. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they will grow up and be a leadership champion like Lenita. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they'll be a chief operating officer of their own company or another company already established, but maybe that they'll have like you so eloquently stated, the confidence, the self-esteem to know who they're supposed to be. You know, any guidance or words of wisdom for parents or guardians out there who so desperately want to foster solid leadership skills in their children because they want the best for their children? I think that you hit it on the head. There has to be a firm commitment to want the best for your children. I would say that most parents do want that, but there has to be a commitment to it. So there has to be the time. I'm a mom. I have a beautiful seven-year-old, and sometimes I feel like it's her schedule that's running mine. Okay. (laughs) And and, And I talk to other parents who feel the same way, and there has to be a commitment to say that, yes, sometimes their schedule are going to trump ours so that we ensure that they get everything that they need to be the people that we believe that they are need to be to be successful in this world. Now, I'm placing it in those very broad terms because some of us have already laid out our children's lives to the point where they're married to the doctor, live in this neighborhood, <laughs> members of these organizations, the whole nine yards. Yes. And then there are other parents who just say, you know, we're just going to see what she likes and yes. we'll follow behind. And all those methods are fine. Just as long as you realize that one day your child is going to be an adult <laughs> and you'll have to respect the choices that he or she makes. But while you're the parent, it's important for you to be the parent. And that means making those hard decisions and sometimes the unpopular ones as well. Okay. Um, one of the things I remember my parents telling me as we were growing up is, I'm not here to be your friend. Okay, I'm here to be right. your parent. Mm. And part of that is to ensure that you don't have to come back to my house. <laughs> Absolutely right. 
mm, the great advice from your parents, and obviously they have done very well, uh, of course, looking at how well you are now. It is Tuesday night, and we're putting the spotlight on leadership, the L word. It's Tuesday, and uh, so much uh, is involved in Intel when it comes to this topic. And, of course, we have an expert on with us, Lanita Mitchell-Blackwell, the one and only leadership champion, Lanita, is on with us. You know, before you leave us, I have to know this. Uh, Obviously, you've studied uh, leadership uh, within its own right. Uh, You have uh, exemplified leadership yourself. Uh, You have uh, spotted those and helped them reach their maximum capability. Uh, Who, in your opinion, would be the most effective leader ever? The most effective leader ever? Yes, from your opinion. Maybe you've known them, or maybe we know them through history. Well, I think that, just honestly, in my life, I would have to say my parents. Okay. And I, I have to say that because without them, I would not have the the energy and the passion, the excitement yes. to do what I do. Um, the the drive yes. to want better for others. Amazing. Um, my parents were huge community activists and very engaged. Wonderful. In the organizations that in which they spent time, okay. they believed in giving back, not just financially, but with their time and talent, as well as other resources. And I have to say that without watching them, because mm. children learn what they see. They Absolutely. And really getting that burn in my stomach, the, the true want to do it, and not just for awards and recognition, but because that's what makes me excited every yes. day. That without them, I would not be doing what I'm doing. Mm, I love that, Lanita, because it is about uh, inspiring others. And I always tell individuals, uh, if it's uh, young people, mentoring in whatever capacity, you know, it's always best from my perspective, to really look up to those that you know, the ones, if possible, that are in your household because you know them the best. And it's easy to think you know someone that is written about in a book or a magazine, but it's nothing like uh, mimicking or emulating admirable behavior, actions, and decisions. And, of course, hopefully for most people that starts with mom and dad. And, obviously, you have been fortunate enough to have that, and congratulations to you. You know, Lenita, before you leave us, how can our international and national listeners learn more about your organization and you. Okay, well, Leading Through Living, we have a wonderful website. It's www.leadingthroughliving.com. On it, you will find links to not only the work we do with our seminars and our coaching, but also our publications. We have four magazines, include Bold Favor Magazine, Bold Politics, Bold Wellness, and Student Bold Plus as well as our books and our TV show, Leading Through Living. And if you have any organizational needs as far as consulting is concerned, we do do quite a bit of web development, biography and profiles, editing, ghostwriting, social media, PR, and business proposals. Our organization is fully functional and ready to serve. All right. Well, thank you. You all stay busy. Your friend here on Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. Keep leading. Congratulations, on-air personality Shana Thornton, on being named the recipient of the 2015 Bold Award in Human Dignity. Your journalistic work on spotlighting the leading topics and people of today makes a difference. Keep up the great work. 
Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, continues to be in your ear. And tonight we are putting the spotlight on leadership. Of course, we spoke to our leadership champion. And right now we have best-selling author and leadership and business consultant with us. We have the one and only Dr. Shalette Stewart. Take a listen. Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and we are continuing the powerful conversation about leadership. It is 2015, and perhaps the leadership of 50 years ago does not look like the leadership of today. And I am so excited to welcome my guest right now with us. She's been on with us before. She is a friend of Let's Talk America. She is the very dynamic and gifted and talented and very experienced business leader. I have Dr. Shalette Stewart on with us, a best-selling author, among other things, also Associate Director of Executive Education for Southern Methodist University, the Cox School of Business. How are you this Tuesday night, Dr. Stewart? I am doing wonderful, Shana. How are you? I am well and just really thrilled to continue the conversation about leadership. You know, Dr. Stewart, we hear the term thrown around so often, you know, leadership. Everyone wants to be a leader, start early. I have to ask you this, obviously someone that's affiliated with the academic world, can leadership be developed in the classroom? You know, that's such a great question. And by the way, thank you for having me on again to share with your listeners. It's always a pleasure, Shana. Um, you know, leadership can, in fact, be introduced in the classroom. The fundamental principles of leadership can certainly be shared and reinforced in terms of experiential learning and interactive exercises in the classroom environment. In fact, that's uh, really our focus at SMU Cox Executive Education is really ingraining leadership principles in seasoned executives as well as MBA students. But as you know, Shana, the, the principles and leadership in general the practical aspects of it, the pragmatic aspects are really put into fruition in the workplace and in the marketplace. Okay, and, that, and that's powerful information. So you're saying, yes, the classroom does play a part and it's critical, but you're saying that entire process has to be continued in the business environment. Absolutely. That's the area where the application comes in, into um, fruition, truly applying those leadership principles and the values. So the application aspect is critical, and that really takes place in the workplace and in the marketplace. It's those entrepreneurial ventures. It's the nonprofit endeavors or the, the roles and responsibilities in corporate America. That's where the leadership principles really play out. Hmm, interesting information. I have a question for you, Dr. Stewart. How does effective leadership qualities carry over or equate to the business industry? In other words, what I want to know is how does all of that really benefit the private sector? Mm, so many ways that if I had to categorize the benefits and how they actually carry over, Shana, I would say in three, three right ways. The first is really mobilizing the second is organizing, and the third is institutionalizing. And what I mean by that is those leadership qualities and principles, typically we go into the workplace, we go into the marketplace, and we mobilize individuals against a certain mission and vision. And then we organize those individuals, those projects, those initiatives in a way that drives the business for organizations or drives the, the initiatives for a nonprofit. And then lastly, we institutionalize those initiatives. That, that's the 
way we get to the point of having, say, a Coca-Cola, where you have a brand, a product chain, as you know, that's a part of, of our lifestyle, yeah. not just in America, but even worldwide in terms of the, the strength of the brand. It's how we get to having a clinic where a brand is so strong that we don't, we don't ask for a small facial tissue. We ask for a clinic. Okay. So the name of the brand has become a part of our nomenclature. That's when it's institutionalized, and it's those leadership principles, whether it's in finance or accounting or marketing or strategic planning, all of those work to really um, uh, raise the marketplace and and the workplace to a higher level of excellence. You know, Dr. Stewart, I know obviously right now you're with Southern Methodist University in the academic sense, um, but also you have spent many years working in the private sector of corporations, uh, very renowned companies I don't necessarily need to name. So I know obviously you've been on the high-end private sector, both sides of it, the academic world and the business side. So you have seen a lot. You've probably encountered a lot of gifted people and others. You know, from your professional opinion, are leaders more willing to take risks in their careers? You know, it's an interesting question, uh, Shana. Um, my experience in, in corporate America has been primarily with the Coca-Cola company and companies like AT&T, um, leaders in their industries. And um, when you read some of the empirical studies from Harvard Business School and, and a number of other uh, well-renowned universities, um, you do find evidence that many times leaders are, in fact, risk takers. Okay. Um, it's almost as if um, they are the forward-thinking ones. They are the innovators of, of our generation, so to speak. That's how we get the Steve Jobs of the world, okay. um, when they're following their purpose and their passion, and they're open to taking risks. And so I do believe that um, there is a propensity for leaders to, to be uh, risk takers. Yes. But again, you know, every human being is different, too. So not every leader is a risk taker, but I do believe that there is, in fact, a propensity. Hmm. It is Tuesday night. You are listening to your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. We are continuing to put the spotlight very bright on leadership. What a powerful mouthful of a concept, and obviously most people that I encounter want to be considered a leader to a certain degree. That not necessarily, Dr. Stewart, mean they want to stand up in a podium and run for president, uh, but they want to be a leader within perhaps their family, uh, their church, on their job, within their own business that they've started. You know, obviously you talk about purpose, and I know you have an amazing book out that I've read. I've taken a heart. Um, It impacted and influenced me greatly. So you talk, I know, about purpose and connecting your passion and making all of that work being the best we can be within uh, the field of leadership. Do leaders, though, necessarily impact uh, society at large on a positive scale? Is that always true? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Part of the reason that I wrote Revelations in Business, uh, connecting your business plan with God's purpose and plan for your life, was that I was at a season in my life where I was contemplating uh, my leadership capabilities and skills. And, in fact, if I uh, was being purpose-driven and the impact that I was having on my organization, uh, in my community, in my family. And so to answer your question, unfortunately, um, that impact uh, from leaders is not always positive. Um, 
that's how we arrive at the Hitlers of the world or the Enrons in corporate America where unfortunately so many leaders who have the skills and the knowledge and the uh, capabilities will use their gifts for destruction versus um, constructive positive advancement too. So unfortunately, no, um, those, the qualities and traits um, do not necessarily equate to um, a positive environment, but it's important that the focus be on advancing the community okay. and the world. But unfortunately, we have too many instances, as you know, yes. you can just listen to the media and, and see it on, on television or YouTube where the qualities are, are not there in terms of being positive. You know, we're talking real talk for real people right now on LTA or Let's Talk America. If you're listening to us, do remember to hashtag LTA and let others know you are tuning in. And with us right now, we have the one and only, the celebrated business leader, Dr. Shalette Stewart. You know, you bring up a valid point, Dr. Stewart, that uh, if we like it or not, uh, there have been some individuals who have not uh, necessarily had the best intentions or the greatest purpose for human beings um, throughout history or even current times. But yet they are leaders. And I guess that's a lot for me to swallow, but you're right. I mean, unfortunately, Hitler was a leader, um, but just, I mean, you hate to say a bad apple, but, you know, obviously his intentions were cruel and devastating. Right, and it's really leadership from the definition of leading others, and certainly so many people were following him. So many people are still following leaders who are unethical or who are involved in illegalities, too. So leadership from that uh, definition, but I will say um, it's important for us and, and your listeners to have an appreciation that leadership is not about position. It's about perspective, particularly in who we are in God. Uh, if you are a believer, then uh, you know that we are salt and light on the earth. We are his ambassadors. It's, so it's a, about leadership for a broader purpose. It's a kingdom purpose. It's not about us. You know, Dr. Stewart, what qualities or traits, in your professional opinion, produce great leadership, the great ones, right, the ones where right. they are benefiting or helping society at large? What does it Right, take? the ones who are leaving a positive, yeah. lasting legacy. And I would say the number one trait, um, just based on my research with leaders, is a sense of purpose, a sense of a higher purpose, a higher perspective. So definitely um, a sense of purpose, definitely having the skill sets that's required for the leadership role or position, being knowledgeable, being ethical, yeah. uh, being being moral, being skilled, and also an excellent motivator and communicator. Okay. Wow, great information. I hope everyone's taking mental or written notes and encouraging uh, everyone, especially our youth, who are coming to a point in their lives often where they're forming who they want to be. May they be uh, individuals that hold effective leadership qualities. You know, before you leave us, obviously it's been a great uh, conversation as always. We're going to have to have you back on, Dr. Stewart. Always, but how can our listeners connect with you? Of course, a very popular, best-selling author, um, a, a business leader who's consulted with many organizations and individuals, uh, well-known. How can they uh, get in contact with you? Thank you again, Shana. It's always a pleasure. I would invite your listeners to log on to revelationsinbusiness.com to learn more about the book or about opportunities for me to share insights as a speaker for their organization. And the uh, book is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever fine books are sold. And feel free to log on and access Twitter, follow me on LinkedIn or YouTube. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Shalette Stewart. Keep sharing all the information, making us great leaders.
Thank you, Shana. The Orange Zebra is a new children's book written by award-winning teacher, Cherie Hardy, that teaches children about accepting their uniqueness. When 11-year-old Leah and her younger sister Zoe make good grades, their beloved Aunt Grace takes them to Bush Gardens. The girls learn about the different kinds of beautiful animals from Africa, but Leah learns much more. Aunt Grace teaches her a lesson about loving herself and embracing her uniqueness through an interesting story about an orange zebra. Get your copy today for a special child online through Amazon and eBay. We have spoken about leadership on this Tuesday night. It is September the 1st, and you're listening, of course, live to LTA, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. And I wanted to close out of this very critical and timely conversation about leadership with presenting a conversation with a leader within the Army Reserves here in the United States. It's an amazing conversation. It's very brief. And I want you to take a listen to it because I think you will pick up a pearl or two. I sure did, okay? We're going to wrap up our leadership conversation with this very brief segment, and then we're going to move right into our dynamic music for tonight. Stay with us. LTA is on in your ear. Listeners of your award-winning National Family Radio Talk Show, it's Tuesday night, and of course, we're putting the spotlight on our national security, and in particular, we are talking about the U.S. Army Reserve, and right now, we have the honor to have with us, he is the Deputy Chief of the Army Reserve, Major General Glenn Lesniak is with us. How are you this Tuesday night? Doing terrific, Ms. Thornton. Thank you. Oh, thanks for being on with us. Now, I know recently you addressed the military and the uh, Veteran Affairs Task Force during the National Conference of State Legislatures. Now, that's a pretty big deal. Tell us about the message you had for the task force. Well, it was a great opportunity for us to uh, connect with many local leaders. And, of course, the Army Reserve is a force that's based inside of the communities across uh, the United States. And I basically talked to them about who the Army Reserve is and uh, what we do, how we engage we are today supporting the Operational Army, and uh, how we can be relevant to their local community. So things like we're uh, over 210,000 soldiers and civilians strong. Uh, we're a federal reserve, right, unlike okay. the National Guard, a state militia. We're a federal reserve of enablers and sustainers, so that's the, the support element for the combat arms. Okay. Uh, that we're locally responsive, nationally accessible, globally engaged, uh, and not only are we here stationed in the continental United States in our 50 states and territories, but also in 30 countries across the globe, specifically in the Pacific and over in Europe. Wow. So it's, it's obvious uh, that the U.S. Army Reserve does a lot. You know, this is a national show, uh, Major General, so there are lots of people uh, that listen in. I know for a fact we have some active duty individuals listening. We have some veterans. But we also have a lot of civilians, uh, those like myself. I've never served in the military, uh, appreciative of it, but don't know a whole lot about the structure or when it comes to national security. Now, of course, the U.S. Army Reserve, I think most people think about it in terms of helping out with disease. Disaster relief. Is that at most of the description you would say that you all do? That, that's usually the misnomer for many of the okay. <laughs> uh, members of the country. Uh, no, that's the National Guard response to yeah. uh, national disasters. We're there. We can also work with the National Guard through immediate response authority and, and another authority to uh, support the local communities. But we're, we're a federal reserve that's uh, predominantly focused on 
supporting the active duty, and then of course the total joint force. Oh. Much of the sustainment uh, of the of the force when you're deployed comes from the active duty, and we're a big portion of that with our logistics, transportation engineers, military police, medical type of personnel, professionals. I see. And currently, we've got almost 15,000 of our soldiers mobilized. Okay. Across uh, many different places in, in, in the country. And we've got a number of our units that have soldiers working full-time, whether they're doing training, they're flying aviation missions in support of the Army. Wow. Washington, we, uh, we're part of the Mount Rainier Rescue Operation when climbers are stranded. And since 2001, since 9-11-2001, we've had 300,000, a little over 300,000 of our reserve soldiers deployed in support of our national security. Wow. So right now you have 15,000 um, active uh, that's on the roll. And, and obviously I'm sure many of us would have to have known or come across somebody um, that is in the U.S. Armor Reserve. So we certainly thank you all for everything you do and the support. You know, I want to turn the table some right now. I want to talk about budgets, the B word, because, uh, you know, finance and budget is a reality uh, in this uh, nation, in the world. I don't care where you go. Uh, families certainly know that. But with budget constraints, being a reality. You know, tell us just how cost-effective um, really is the Army Reserves, and really what positive economic impact does the Reserve have on our local communities? Well, we're, we're ready. Uh, of course, our estimation, because many of us are businessmen from uh, the local community, okay. feel that we're very cost-effective. Right? We produce or we represent 20% of the total force, so that's the active duty the National Guard and the Army Reserves, but 20% of that million soldier force and only 6% of the total Army budget. So that seems pretty efficient to us business-minded uh, citizen soldiers. Okay. Uh, and again, those capabilities that we uh, support, civil flares, logistics, medical, it's over 50% of those particular uh, specialties. And what we've done, because we've realized that uh, the Budget Control Act and sequestration were coming, was we uh, applied principles of Dr. Dale Geiger's book, Cost Management, okay. to help us weather the storm as we move forward. So that was looking at ways where you know, if we save money in a particular area, we could reapply it to something uh, that was more important to us, like yeah. other training events for our soldiers. So again, have that efficient-minded, effective-minded uh, culture, yeah. uh, our experience in the civilian sector, apply that to the Army Reserve, Wow, sounds like certainly you all entrenched in the communities, after all, because you are community members, like you said, and leaders. Tell me this, what separates an Army Reserve individual or personnel from the rest of the general population? Well, a couple things, you know. One, we refer to ourselves as twice the citizens. So okay. many of us have, of course, our civilian careers through all those professions I mentioned. Yes. Lawyers, doctors, nurses, engineers, IT specialists. Uh, local public safety uh, professionals, uh, so twice the citizen, and, and also have this Army Reserve career. Many of us, anyway, 60 to 70 percent of the Army Reserve had spent some period of time on active duty, like myself. I'd been on for eight years on active duty before I okay. switched over to the Army Reserve. So many of our uh, soldiers are, are also leaders in the community, in the private sector, as well as in the military, uh, balancing multiple careers and their family commitments. One thing I, I'm proud of is that our soldiers bring those Army values of loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, 
There's certainly some great qualities there that do. You know, we just had a conversation earlier about leadership. And, you know, that's a word that has been around for many, many years, obviously. You know, uh, tell us from your perspective, obviously you're a leader uh, within the U.S. Army Reserves without question. You know, when you think of what it takes to be a leader, and obviously there are lots of leaders within uh, the U.S. Army Reserves, what are a few characteristics or qualities that come to mind when you think of effective leadership? My uh, tactical officer back at school was uh, it, the Army is people business, right? So, as you mentioned, leadership is very important because it's you have to interact effectively with your uh, your fellow compatriots, your fellow soldiers. Uh, so, one of them is to really stay focused. So, as a leader, it's your responsibility to serve your subordinates and make sure that they're cared for and uh, they've got a vision of what you would like them to do, where yeah. you're headed. Align your priorities and your efforts of the organization to support that mission. So there's mm-hmm. some consistency in okay. what the organization is working to do. Uh, a lot of talk these days about, you know, we'll call it the negative aspects of uh, overly bearing leader. Yes. So, you know, we teach more the, the focus on participating leadership and positive leadership where you're using the principles of uh, the one-minute manager. Okay. Wow, very popular concept. Yes. Mm. Very effective, right, if you're supporting uh, those soldiers and individuals that do the right thing, and if somebody does something that isn't in line with your standards, you know, they're not criticized. Yes. I talk to about, hey, you know, it's something you can do better for the organization. Absolutely. Exactly. Keep it constructive so that it's effective in the long run, whatever lesson is learned from it. You know, before you leave us, what's the uh, average age of, of someone in the U.S. Armor Reserves? Is it someone in their 20s or 30s, I'm imagining? I don't have the exact number, but it, yeah, it's just a little older, probably in their mid-30s. Okay. Okay, wow, okay, thank you. Now tell us this, Major General, before you leave us, you know, how would you suggest uh, any of our listeners, we have a lot of national listeners, a lot of Americans outside of the borders that listen in with us weekly, how can they learn more about the Army Reserves or maybe a young man or young woman in school and thinking about what they want to do or pursue? Uh, where can they find more information? There's a number of ways. One is you uh, can go out to our webpage. Okay. The way I like to do it, I'm, I think I, I think of myself as a 20-year-old, right? You use Google, <laughs> uh, you put in U.S. Army Reserve, and you'll get our public-facing webpage. Okay. Uh, get a lot of good information right off there. From there, you can learn about our Army Reserve ambassadors. There's about two in every state, uh, and they're uh, professionals out in the, uh, the community. Well, get the message around in that particular state about the Army Reserve. Uh, there's a page there where you can identify those personnel in the state. Yeah. We'll out called Army Reserve at a glance that shows us by state. You know, we're functionally aligned, right? So our engineers or the commander of the engineers has nationwide responsibility for all okay. the entities in the country. But this book, Army Reserve at a glance, shows how we're arrayed by state. 
by seven call center number nine one zero five seven zero I'm sorry, nine seven five zero that anyone could call to get some information or be redirected on how to get some more information about the Army Reserve. Awesome. Let's Talk America is always trying to keep our listeners informed. Of course, the U.S. Army Reserve, there was a lot I didn't know. Major General, you shared it with me. Thank you for keeping us informed and educated about the national security of our country. And, of course, I hope everyone was taking mental or written notes or go back and listen to the replay of this show to find out more information uh, if they're interested or perhaps uh, know someone uh, that may be. Knowledge is power, and we all have smartphones today anyway. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. We spotlighted leadership tonight. Next week, it will be another topic with more featured exclusive guests. You have to stay with Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, because we deliver the topics and the people that matter to you. It's 2015, and it is about time that talk radio delivers what you want to hear, okay? Talk radio with quality and substance. Do stay with LTA. It is your weekly family national radio talk show. Well, everyone, if you know us here, at Let's Talk America. You know we love great conversation, but we also adore great new music. And tonight we have a brand new musical submission by a vocalist based in Atlanta by the name of Davina Williams. The song is God is All That. You've got to take a listen to it. It is her debut here on Let's Talk America. Happy to have her musical selection and we look forward to receiving more submissions. Okay, everyone? Do stay tuned in. Again, check out our brand new website. It's easy to navigate. You're going to love it. It's www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, we're out there on the various social media outlets. Do connect with us. Our promise is that we will follow back. All right, everyone. Next week, we will have in the news. Of course, everyone loves it. We highlight the important national topics that are going on. uh, So we always keep it relevant. We'll also have a great topic for you. All right, LTA is in your ear. Stay with us and do tell a family, friend, or colleague. All right, everybody, keep the conversation going. We'll see you next week. Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, is an entity of Paget and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2015.
you.